0: And I'm Sean Van and tonight we'll be discussing episode two of the event series, The Purge. Okay, so like, again, not something to watch when you're getting real pissy about people at work. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) No, Because every time I watch an episode, we get some new policy come down, and I'm like, this would be really great to have this for real right now. So (laughs) sometimes I wonder, you know what? Not even everything. Just give me a day. I don't have to kill somebody. Give me a day that I can say anything I want. Right. Retail purge. (laughs) There we go. Anyway, we got ratings news, and it's so weird. So go ahead and talk about it.
1: All right. Episode two for USA brought in a 0.46 in adults 18 to 49 with 1.270 million viewers, which was down slightly from the premiere. but. Its rating went up because it was the third overall cable show for the day.
0: Like I said, weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the airing on Sci Fi didn't make
0: the top 150 for the day. So, it's got to be with the dates that they're showing. Right. But plus, this is, it is then on Sci Fi as a, a rerun, essentially.
1: Yes. Because it so, shows
0: first on yeah. USA. But it's really good. And this one is really, I really like the way they did this one. Right. So, let's go into episode two, shall we? Alright. Take what's yours.
1: Several seemingly unrelated, conflicted characters prepare for a 12-hour period when all crime, including murder, is legal. Based on the film franchise.
0: So I see that whoever writes all the synopsis for sci-fi is writing this one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Uh, and I looked ahead and I don't think they actually have one that says anything about the episode until episode four. Oh. (laughs) And then we'll actually it actually says something about the episode instead of giving you the generic this is what the purge is.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean it is like slowly getting there. So So first let's talk about Miguel and essentially Penelope. She wasn't in a whole lot of it, but Miguel was, like, really front and center this episode.
1: Yes, he was. And we see him on the move as the Purge is officially underway. And, of course, he's got his night vision goggles on, so that's quite a sight seeing him drive around with those on.
0: Yes, because he was obviously some kind of armed forces. I don't know if they said exactly which one, did they? No, we
1: didn't. Don't know yet. And And he sees, I guess it's a makeshift ambulance. And stops to help a couple people that are administering first aid to the wounded.
0: Now, at first, I wasn't sure if that's what they were doing.
1: Right. You didn't know.
0: <laughs> now, I've seen all the movies. I don't know if you have. No, I have not. The <laughs> first one pissed me off, but that's <laughs> that's why I needed this to give me some background. But anyway, in the movies, in the second one, I believe it is, possibly the third one. There's so many there was an ambulance and yeah, they are off limits. And I don't know if they were officially sanctioned. Like they said here, it's pretty much an unofficial law that you don't touch any medical help. But the way they were looking, I was like, I don't know if they're helping that guy or if they're hurting him. (laughs) So I was worried that it was like, okay, maybe later on they had to say officially, if there's any out there, you don't mess with them. But it was nice to see that even though there was like a huge bunch of wackadoos that went past. Right. They looked at them and kept going because yeah. that was the thing.
1: Right. And neither one of these people have any medical training at all except for one class. Right. On how to help people on purge night. <laughs> go,
0: Basically, they are, they wanted to find a way to be good i guess on purge night so yeah this is their anti-purge statement hey whatever helps and obviously some of these people being out there during purge night probably weren't thinking that i could actually die so yeah (laughs) you were thinking they were going to be the ones on top of the world yeah and of course while there
1: the medical team informed miguel that a man named pete the cop might know how to locate Penelope's blue bus.
0: And I love this because they give him the password. Yeah. Which is Excelsior. Excelsior yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. Are we going to somehow see Stan Lee in this? Yeah. This is not a Marvel thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I really thought, like, he's going to end up wherever Pete the Cop was and, like, he was going to be the doorman or something. Right. I, I seriously <laughs> thought that was going to happen. <laughs> it didn't. Spoiler alert. But... Yeah,
1: there was a little bit of that thought in the back of my mind before he got there, that's for sure. I was
0: kind of hoping.
1: Of course, after he leaves the medical team,
0: he is soon stopped by a group of men with weapons and guns. I was thinking that it was whoever he was looking for originally found him. Right. You know, like the guy with the drug guy. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. But no, whole different thing happening here. Yeah.
1: They take him prisoner and make him run The Gauntlet, a television show where one unlucky person has to run through an alley while avoiding gunshots, knife-wielding purgers, and saw
0: blades. Right. I mean, this is pretty extravagant. Yeah. Like, this was obviously not done in one night. These people were doing this for a while, like, making this, because they push him into this one room. They're basically chasing
1: him into a building. Y-
0: yeah. And, and like the stairs go flat. They're not stairs. It's like a slide. I'm like, okay, that's not something you're just going to come up with really quick. Right. And then the saw blade thing and the people coming down from the ceiling. I'm like, this takes a lot of planning. Right. That's kind of messed up.
1: Yeah. And it's <laughs> being put on by some used car salesman.
0: Yes. But... At the same time, we see that the rich people that Rick and Jenna are hanging with are watching this. So it makes me wonder how many of them have funneled some money into into this event.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that our good old uh, group is funding this event. It gives them some entertainment for the night. pretty messed up. Yes, it
0: is. And nobody can volunteer for this.
1: No, no, no. They have to be caught.
0: Yeah. So an unsuspecting person. Great. That's crazy. But yes, Miguel is able to overcome because of his military background. Uh, I mean, he even took, wasn't it an arrow into the shoulder or something? Yeah. yeah. And then he turned around and used that arrow. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. Maybe you guys better pay more attention.
1: To who you pull off the street. Right? You saw the freaking um... Night vision goggles in the front seat. You probably should have turned around and said, mm, We'll pass on this guy,
0: right? But it's of like, course,
1: by completing the gauntlet, oh, yeah, wins a car sweet, probably 1973 ish. Uh, I, was exact, I can't remember the
0: exact one that was, but it was
1: sweet, <laughs> yes, muscle car deluxe.
0: Oh, yes. I would have thought he would have at least grabbed his night vision goggles and his vest again. Right. Like, give me my crap back and the car. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can keep my POS. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And yeah, off he pops to try to find his sister. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Okay, you at least in the other car were a little undercover. Right. There is no way in this cherry red... (laughs) Amazing looking car. You're not going to be seen.
1: That's right. You're is going to draw all kinds of attention towards you. Right. Any cuckoo on the street is going to see that and say, "I want it."
0: But you know what? Kind of had my wheels going. The one guy said, "Purge night ain't over. There's a long way to go." I'm like, I wonder if they did something to the car. Right. <laughs> That's me. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to track it somehow or at like last minute, it's going to blow up or something like that would be so sucky because that car was beautiful. But still, I mean, I don't know. This guy was ticked. He didn't think anybody was going to get through his gauntlet. Right. And most people didn't even make it past the starting line. Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, of course, he drives to the location that they gave him for Pete the Cop and Gets in with the Excelsior password. Finally meets Pete, and Pete really doesn't want anything to do with him.
0: Now, do you really think that's Pete? Because I really feel like Pete's the guy who talked to him first, not the bouncer, you know, first guy inside, right? The, the older guy.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt that way too. And the guy he introduced him at, to as Pete really wasn't Pete, but
0: right, like that's his cover, kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: we'll see. I guess we'll find out soon. Right. So we head over to
1: the blue bus.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And this af- is so... ah <laughs> oh. Yeah, and after all of the followers watched the first guy just get hacked to pieces, it seems like some of the members are
0: starting to have some second thoughts. Well, okay. I'm going to say this because... Oh, I'm really, really hoping I'm wrong. But it seems like the leader. Yes. Seems to have, I don't know, a setup with some of these people. Like they told her what they were looking for. Yeah. Because the girl who decided to change her mind, which is Penelope's friend, what's her name? Melissa. Right. Who starts freaking out when she's quote unquote chosen. And we learned last episode, just by what Penelope said you know, your father can't touch you anymore. He can't hurt you. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, so she had to be molested. Yep. And then the people that the leader essentially had her dragged off and given to seemed, well, super creepy in the present masks. And they had just golf clubs. Right. And it just gave me a weird, creepy vibe. Like, they're going to do horrible sexual things to her and then maybe kill her. Right. And so, like, she's like, oh, no, no, no. Melissa was chosen. You know, she was chosen because Penelope's like, "No, I, I will offer myself up because I'm ready." And she's like, "No, no, no, no." So I, I just had that weird feeling. I mean, did you get that at all? Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah. With Penelope volunteering and then the lady saying, "No, no, no," if Melissa was chosen, it gave yeah, me the vibe that yeah, she's making money off of this.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, who's the most broken and how are they broken and how can we feed these people's crazy, basically? Yep. But yeah, when you freak out, you don't want to go and a big dude's going to carry your butt right off that bus. Right then, I'm like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough what's happening. But yes, the leader's like, no, no, no. It has to be her. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. I thought the whole point was just, all right, we are letting ourselves be killed. What difference does it make? Right. Apparently and if that it comes does. out, oh, God. Oh, I'm going to be so ticked. And I have a feeling that the rest of the bus will decide to purge as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tavis better be care. Well, sh- her and her bus driver better be careful if they figure this out before too many more people are purged.
0: Uh huh. Oh, man. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Now, of course, we don't see Melissa get anything happen to her, but we see... It was just a vibe. Right. And you see them all looking out the bus, and you kind of hear what sounds like is golf clubs hitting the body. Yeah.
0: Like, really? Golf clubs? I mean, hell, you can break your golf club hitting a ball just the wrong way. Because you hit the (laughs) ground, so... I don't know. I'll have to discuss that with the golf expert in the household here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: not something that you would normally use to do. Kill. Yeah. Major damage to someone with. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Shall we take a look at Jane? Because Jane gets a backstory in this episode.
0: Yes. And can I tell you really quick, when after we have the the money exchange with the person. I don't know. Shall we call her an assassin? I'm assuming that's what's going to happen, but
1: yeah. Braca.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they have their little exchange and she goes out the door. And right then when Jane closes it, so it locks, some, Oh, masked purger, like up against the window. And he's like, ah, I was like, Holy crap. (laughs) I thought I'm like, Oh, Jane's done really quick. Okay. Yeah. So happy that the door locked. (laughs)
1: And of course, her assassin takes him out immediately and you get to see the nice blood splat on the window there.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, okay. She can take care of herself, obviously. I'm wondering if that was the crazy guy who was sharpening the uh, hatchet or whatever. Yeah. Never
1: Mm -hmm. know. Never know. That's right. So we'll see. uh, Yeah. The flashback (laughs) is she's in for her final interview with Of course, the owner, David. Yes. And he's very excited to hire Jane and suggests that she could one day become a partner of the firm. But we do see his true colors starting to show as she goes to sit down. He's eyeballing her body.
0: Yeah. And at first I'm thinking, okay, kind of nice guy. And then I'm like,
1: oh, I'm going to make him creepy. And then we see another employee come in and get a hug from the boss, which isn't yeah. just your good job pat on the back type. No. It was like a full body hug. Yeah. It's press your body against mine. Yeah. It's like, oh.
0: Yeah. And then the way he's talking, he's not exactly, I guess, like making a pass at her. But it, I couldn't explain it, but like I was uncomfortable. Right. Because I'm like this. Does, this is not right. Right. Yeah.
1: Because um, a little later on, he attempts to make an advance on her as she sits on the couch. He comes and sits on the couch and kind of puts his hand on her shoulder, and she flat takes it off.
0: Yeah. And it was just like I. I was just thinking like, oh, I'm not comfortable with like anybody thinking anything because there was the other employee. And it's all glass. So it's right. like anybody can see anything and think anything. When they're just talking about partner, I can totally get that. Right. It's like, no, no, no. I don't want somebody thinking that I didn't get this by everything I do. Right. And then later, it's like, oh, okay, it kind of comes full circle because suddenly David's like, oh, Jane, I need you to finish working. Because it's like, oh, we're all going to the party, but not you. Right. And you're not going to be partner. Although he didn't say that. Right. But it's like, okay, you are a creep. Yeah, absolutely creep.
1: Now, of course, so as she makes her way back up to the 38th floor, good old Allison decides to snoop around in Jane's office. Again,
0: everything is glass. Why would you try to even snoop? How stupid are you?
1: Right. It's like any... Body, including the guy you're trying to make sure you get promoted ahead of could walk by and see you snooping around right and not only do you not get the promotion you get fired
0: right and she looks at the laptop i don't know what you think you're gonna find but it freaked her out so it really makes me wonder what she's seen. now i don't think jane would just have her like plan on there you would think not
1: and but you would think in a any corporate world environment, there's no way anybody is going to be able to get into your laptop and see anything.
0: Right. You like leave your password desk it is and-
1: locked up. So you, know, you put it in lockdown, and only you have the password, and that's the end of that. But
0: what I am wondering, and that I'm thinking it could be, because the assassin had said. You have the link, right? You can watch my progress. Right. So maybe it was just like the live feed.
1: Yeah, it could be.
0: And whatever's happening out there. And that's what freaked her out. Like thinking, oh, my God, I didn't think Jane was the type of person who would even watch anything like this. Right. I'm hoping it's something like that and not not yeah. like stupidly having the plans. Like, here's David's address. Go here and kill him. And then like a really bad drawing of like his head being cut off or something, you know, it's like, I, that would be dumb.
1: Right. But of course, when Jane gets back to her office, Alison hints that it's okay to purge and sometimes it's a necessary action. And she's just trying to get Jane to admit to it.
0: Right. And And Jane's just looking at her like, what are you talking talking about?" about? Right. And then when she mentions David, I'm like, is she really that dumb to have something like that? On her laptop. Right. And is Allison really that dumb? Because even though the 38th floor is protected, there was a freaking balcony. Okay. Guess what's not protected? Yeah. It's going to put you on an elevator and be like, go ahead. Good luck. Yeah. And then we get a couple
1: more flashbacks where Jane meets Baraka in a park where Baraka is working out and I'm the person from the email.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. Although it was really interesting because, of course, she says there's no turning back. But she also says they never expect a woman. Right. I'm like, oh, that's true.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And she looked like she could be military as well.
0: Oh, I definitely think she was military.
1: Right. And, of course, a little later on, we see them walking down the hall. And, of course, Jane is just unloading everything
0: right I love it she's like save it for
1: your therapist lady that's right I, <laughs> don't need to know don't, don't want to know don't want to hear it
0: <laughs> now we've seen that like scene in the previews and I was thinking she was just talking to like a friend of hers it's like right. okay now we see that's not the case but.
1: yeah so yeah very interesting flashback to see what has driven Jane to this point yes. Because, of course, when we first met her in Episode 1 with her mom in the hospital, you don't get that vibe from her at all.
0: No, no you don't.
1: And even most halfway through it, you still don't get the idea that she's planning something. So, But at least now we know what it is and why she is after her boss. And it's hard not to blame her.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, shall we check in with Rick and Jenna?
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm still, like, confused with what's happening, because, like, with this group... Right. It's like a snail's pace.
1: Yeah. Well, we do get to see them watching the uh, gauntlet. Yes. So, that was some of the night's entertainment. Now, of course, with Rick and Jenna seeing Lila there, they kind of go in hide mode <laughs> trying to do everything they can to avoid eye contact with her at least at first until she finally catches up with them to where they don't have a place to run and hide Right, and <laughs> assures <laughs> okay, them that everything is peachy and she's happy to move on yeah that's not what her actions show that's for sure cause
0: Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, I couldn't quite gauge her attitude.
1: Right. Well, and once we see the veiled threats that she uses, suggesting that perhaps her father wouldn't be so supportive of him and his cause if he knew the full truth, You go, ooh, we'll
0: play dirty, huh? Right. That's (laughs) what it felt like. Yeah. And then she turns around, and she's totally different than when she sees Jenna later.
1: Yeah. So, of course, Rick is called over by Mr. Stanton so they can discuss business. And you kind of go, eh, not not feeling this. I mean, yeah, she could say that, yeah, I put in the good word for you, but it just might not be the word that you need to hear. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Right. We could have Lila purging Rick so she can have Jenna. Because that's what we get, basically, because as Jenna's trying to avoid her and not trying to avoid her, because you see her looking at Lila as she's talking to other people, and then when she moves to another group, Jenna kind of tries to turn away so Lila doesn't recognize her, but she still then turns right around and, and looks at her as she's talking with the other another group, and... The first time they speak it's just kind of meaningless niceties.
0: Yeah, and then when she does take her drink though. Yeah. It's like, oh okay. She takes her drink and she's like gonna down it like, oh, what do you got? And then she's like, What is this? Seltzer water? Yeah. So I'm of course thinking Jenna's pregnant. Yeah. I don't know if you're thinking that, and I still wanna know what happened with this little group. Right. I don't know. She seemed like, wait a second. This isn't you. We partied. Right. And then later by the pool. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So apparently she was really into Jenna is what I felt.
1: Right. And Rick was there because of Jenna. So she went along with it. But I think she definitely is more interested in Jenna than in Rick. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So maybe she won't be that big of a jerk about screwing with her daddy's money. That they're trying to get. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, no matter how this turns out, it could go horribly, horribly wrong for both of
0: them. Yeah.
1: If Lila could have them both purged very easily if it doesn't go her way. of course.
0: I I don't know, but they just keep hinting that Lila is, yeah, really unstable. That something happened. And, yeah, that's not a good sign. No.
1: And of course the party is supposed to be a safe haven, but doesn't mean it's completely isolated from violence unfolding outside.
0: Right. I don't I don't believe it though. Just cuz you signed a waiver, you're in her home. That's right. So I don't believe it. Just one minute. <laughs> yeah. So not looking
1: like things could go their way at this point in time for Rick and Jenna. Their no. plan could really blow up in their face. And all of a sudden, we get a new person to talk about.
0: Ah, uh, a new random player in the game, which this is yeah. really weird.
1: because yeah. we see him in the opening scenes listening to a pro-Purge motivational speaker explaining that America is the land of freedom and the Purge is its ultimate night of freedom. Right. As the guy's like making his lunch for work or something. Right. You think, but he's packing up all his weapons and the man has some weapons.
0: Yeah. At first I'm like, okay, he's just listening to this, going to work. And then it's like, oh, going to work is a whole different thing now. (laughs) That's what I thought. Of course he's wearing a mask, so. Right. I mean,
1: yeah, I guess you could it's not quite a welder's mask, but it looks like it he probably welded it to make it. So
0: <laughs> uh, he did something. I don't know. At least it wasn't leatherface. So, yeah, you know, that was yeah, good. Yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> but we, when we see him driving, he had like an app on his phone that looked like it had a map. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to go after some random woman. Or I mean, he may know the woman, but I'm, I was like, oh my gosh. Right. This is creepy. And that's all we get out of it. It's like, what? (laughs) Come on. No, when he stopped, because he's seen those other people like break into a house. Right. He almost seemed like upset that he had to stop what he was doing. Because next thing we know, we see him like, (sighs) big sigh, get out of the car, walk towards these people. So I'm like, okay, so is he kind of crazy? Like, he's going to this woman's house and he's going to do horrible things to her. But oh, I need to save my neighbor over here who has somebody breaking in. Right. It's like, I, I'm not sure at all. No. But this <laughs> This was just weird.
1: Yeah. They left him very ambiguous, to say the least. You get the feel that, yeah, he's definitely one of the purge loonies. And yet, at the same time, could he be trying to do something good? Like the ambulance people. So...
0: I mean, for all we know, this woman whose picture is on his
1: map—right?
0: She could be in a horribly abusive relationship. Maybe he's going to go take care of the abuser. I mean, we don't know, right? It, anything's seems possible really at this time. Funky. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this and this I could totally, go yeah, anyway. Yeah.
0: This being a thing, yeah. So uh, it's weird. But what do you guys all think about the purge so far? <laughs> And would you agree with me that a retail purge would be a good thing? One day, you just get to say whatever the hell you want. Oh, that would but... be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> shoot us an email at scifitalk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know how you think. And while you're at it, check out the website. And it tells you all the ways to find us. So that's www.fangirlzone.com. Because you can just go on the contact page. And you can shoot us emails and Twitter and Messages just everywhere. It's so much easier. And while you're at it and sending us all this awesome feedback, if you wouldn't mind to rate review us on iTunes and all the other platforms you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. If you like the movies, I think you'll really like this. And Steve's never even watched the movies you just said. That's right. And he's getting into this. So I feel like it's almost like the way you need to watch it. But For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangerlass,
1: And I'm Steve. The Purge is America, so be an American and purge.
0: And until next time.